Super Talk Mississippi media production. Sign up for a six-month bottled water contract for your home or office today and get your first five-gallon bottle free. Visit watertomydoor.com and use code DRINKITIN at checkout. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. I love saying that every morning because I mean it. And the people who join me on this show, they feel the same way that it takes a collection of amazing people to make Coastal Mississippi tick. And I'm thrilled to be here every morning to share that with you. Hey, listen, I walked outside this morning. And Kyle, if you don't mind, you can you can grab that photo for the YouTube and Facebook and Super Talk TV audience. But I'll, I'll uh, tell you about it while we're, while we're waiting for him to post it. I walked outside this morning. I go on my pool deck each morning. I live on Biloxi's Back Bay. And it's just a gorgeous time of the year. There, you go outside, and it could be white pelicans or brown pelicans or ducks. Comoran could be coming through, doing what they do. They sort of come and go quickly. Um, Canadian geese, otters. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just it's amazing. It's just a beautiful time of the year. But what's incredible about this time of year is the sunsets and sunrises are so beautiful. And I posted this photo this morning on the Ricky Matthews Coast View site, and I uh, and I shared that you know no filter, no adjustments to the photo. In fact, when I got up, and every every now and then, Ann will get up before I do. We went to bed late because of that terrible Saints game. Um, and uh, and this, by the way, this this show is going to going to play on Thursday because uh, we were able to connect with our friend Hunter Dawkins, who we're going to be coming to here in just a second. But Ann got up and she immediately said to me, "She said, look outside." And I looked, and man, it was just a gorgeous sunrise. And I walked outside and took a picture of it, and and I made a comment on the Coastview Facebook page that autumn sunsets and sunrises in in coastal Mississippi are just so beautiful. And I found a, a quote from Victoria Erickson that I thought was terrific. It said, if a year were tucked into a clock, then autumn would be the magic hour. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Not only the leaves, but the sunrises and the sunsets. But it was beautiful. And uh, if you look at the photo, you can go to my personal Facebook page or to the Coast View Facebook page. I will post it at the Super Talk Facebook page as well. But you see the sun hovering over the Beau Rivage in the background, and uh, with with uh, with you know reflection on on Back Bay. It's just absolutely beautiful. You know, autumn autumn is really a time that reminds us um, that seasons change. Uh, it reminds us that this is the time of year that that change in and of itself can be beautiful. And I think you know we all reflect this time of year, and we look about, you look around us, and it's a time to be thankful. That's for sure. Um, uh, Lauren De Stefano said this: Fall has always been my favorite season, the time when everything bursts with its last beauty, as if nature had been saving up all year for the grand finale. Now, I don't mean just the leaves. 
but it's also the sunsets and the sunrises. Just just a beautiful time of the year. I, we have a popcorn tree. You know, we don't. Most people don't like popcorn trees, but this one's actually down on the edge of the marsh, and it's big, and it and it can be so beautiful in in autumn. And just a few days ago, I noticed it had beautiful bright orange leaves. And then today I looked down there and every single leaf was gone. I mean, it was like it went from green to bright orange to no leaves in just a few days. Um, Albert Camus said this, autumn is a second spring when every leaf is a flower. Is it, that's so true, isn't it? And you know, I noticed up, at, up in my place in the Mississippi Delta that not all the leaves are gone even now. You know, here we are in early December, and the leaves are still. Some of the leaves are still on. You have this feeling of, of um, beautiful colors, etc. But it's it is really true. Emily Bronte said this: Every leaf speaks bliss to me, fluttering from the autumn tree. Dodonsky, I hope I can be the autumn leaf who looked at the sky and lived, and when it was time to leave. Gracefully, it knew life was a gift. Gosh, that's a deep statement, but it's so true. And uh, maybe, you know, I hope that I can be like an autumn leaf when it's time for for, for my days to be gone. Uh, That's why I think it's important to live in the moment. I could go on and go on. There's been so much written about about the uh, fall. Uh, I've got a couple of others that I think are powerful. You'll recognize the names. Henry David Thoreau said this, I would rather sit on a pumpkin and have it all by myself than to be crowded on a velvet cushion. <laughs> that that says that's a hell of a statement about about this time of the year, isn't it? I just love the way Henry David Thoreau said that. George Eliot, delicious autumn. My very soul is wedded to it. And if I was a bird, I would fly about the earth seeking successive autumns. <laughs> That's a powerful statement about autumn. And uh, and one more. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Life starts all over again when it gets crisp in the fall. Again, it's all about change. Fall in coastal Mississippi is so very special. And, uh, you know, again, I've, I've quoted Frederick Nietzsche many times, the German philosopher. But he said this. Notice that autumn is more than, than the season of the soul. It's more is more the season of the soul than of nature. And I think we all kind of feel that way. I, I, I really enjoy spending time outdoors. You know, I fish, I hunt. I just like to walk in the outdoors. And I could be on my back deck as, as it was this morning as I looked out over Biloxi's back bay at the sunrise. Or I could be at my place up in the Mississippi Delta just, just walking through the woods. But it is really a time for reflection. I spend, I spend a lot of time just in quiet thought this time of year. I know that you do too. And one of the thoughts that I have as I reflect is how thankful I am to live in coastal Mississippi. I hope that you feel the same way too. I know you do. But this is a very, very special place. And this is the time of year when we can reflect about how wonderful it is to live in uh, what so many of my friends call heaven on earth. This is uh, the coastal Mississippi is really that kind of place. Uh, listen, uh, I've had a lot of shows recently focused on shopping local, and I recently actually posted sort of an accumulation of my thoughts about shopping local on the Ricky Matthews Coastview Facebook page. And I looked this morning, 
And there had been thousands of interactions with that post. I think it actually hit hit home with a lot of local merchants, and it was shared, and folks made comments and just interacted with it. It says what I know they feel deep in their souls, and that is that the, you know the essence of what I shared is about the power of spending our money locally. And uh, here's here's the essence of what I shared. So I've I've, I've talked to lots of guests about the value of shopping local and it's really it is a festive time of the year it's important and it's i wouldn't say it's just important it's critical to local businesses and as i've said so many times people are going to buy from amazon that box is going to appear at the front door that's just reality but i ask people to to take a take a minute and think about uh, making a conscious effort to spend as much of their hard-earned money locally as they can. Because when we spend money locally, about 80 cents on a dollar stays local. Uh, I saw a quote recently when I was uh, was on social media. It was at hashtag shop local, and I've modified it slightly. But I think it, it's, a, it's a powerful statement. And here's sort of my modification of the quote. When you decide to shop local – you are casting a vote for the kind of coastal Mississippi you want to live in. I think what makes this place such an incredible collection of communities and, and that creates such a unique sense of place are the merchants and restaurateurs and artists and other entrepreneurs who burn the midnight oil and uh, through their sleepless nights and work their fingers to the bone for us. Their passion and creativity create sort of a one-of-a-kind gift. Even at a restaurant, if you were to buy a gift certificate, that's a one-in-a-lifetime opportunity to to eat somewhere really super special. They are the reasons. The mer- local merchants are the reasons we call uh, home. Um, the, you know this this incredible place we call coastal Mississippi. It's one of the reasons why it's the top coastal communities in the U.S. So um, so what I would ask you to do is go cast your vote, buy local, uh, show local merchants why you believe strongly that this we're all going to have a merry christmas and the reason why we're going to have a merry christmas is because people are going to spend more of their hard-earned money locally um so that's kind of my message today we're going to be joined in just a few minutes by hunter dawkins who's the publisher and chief executive officer for the gazebo gazette he uh, he is uh, is a good friend of the show. He spends a lot of time in in, uh, in doing local news across coastal Mississippi. He's covered the Saints. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about the Saints. That game was just absolutely horrendous. I've never been so let down because I really thought they were going to win the game against Tampa Bay and go on a bit of a run because they had all the pieces together. But I think we've got a serious problem on that team, a leadership problem, a coaching problem. We'll see what Hunter has to say about that as well. But when we come back uh, for the second segment, Hunter Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette will be joining me. We'll see you after this part. on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed sharing sort of that autumn reflection. What a beautiful time of year it is in coastal Mississippi. Incidentally, um, I'm sitting here in my studio at my house. And uh, the the view that I see, I can see Hunter Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette that we're going to bring in in just a second. And I can see my buddy Kyle Curley, the producer of the show. And I'm reminded that Kyle and I have done over 800 conversations together. He has been such a steadfast supporter and uh, aid to me in this show. I can't tell you how glad I am to have Kyle every day. You can set your watch by Cal Curley. He's been a terrific partner for me, and I appreciate you, my buddy. My buddy, um, Hunter, come on in. Let's let's uh, let's bring you into the conversation. Yes. How you doing this morning? Um, well, you know, as I told you before, uh, that uh, getting out of the hospital on Saturday, you know, I, I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm just trying to put, pick myself back up and put it put it back on the plate because, as you know, Ricky, it doesn't matter what happens to me. The paper has has to be out. So you know. Well, Hunter, Hunter explained to me before we went to the show that he had um, he had a a bit of you know flu, uh, chest cold symptoms, and it really kind of warmed down. Good news is he's on some medications now that hopefully will help him get on the other side. But what's interesting about being the publisher of a small newspaper is, man, you know the the clock doesn't stop running. You you gotta That's you gotta true. run fast, and it makes it hard when you're not feeling well, doesn't it? That's the truth. And, uh, you know, getting out there and, uh, you know, having to uh, send uh, some messages this weekend about me missing a bunch of events, because as you'll talk about, there was a coast, really a coastwide shopping events, local businesses, uh, Christmas events all happening this weekend. And uh, I had to kind of let the community know that I wouldn't be at all of them. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're you're on the mend. It's just great to have you join us this morning. But yeah. you know, autumn is a is a special time of the year in coastal Mississippi, isn't it? Yes, sir. It's uh there's not only is there more events happening, but it's uh it's kind of a uh a breath of fresh air, as I guess to, to say to speak, uh, because it's not so much the end of the hurricane season, but it's the it's the rebuilding of of uh replenishing your life i guess so uh, as 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 a as i shared from albert camus um Autumn is a second spring when every leaf is a flower. <laughs> and uh, slowly but surely, obviously, we're losing all the flowers, excuse sure. me, all the leaves that, that we're pretending as flowers. Well, of course, in the Mississippi Gulf Coast, that'll be, you know, up until the Christmas Day. That's pretty interesting because you think of, uh, I, I think of the Smoky Mountains, man. When I was a kid, my parents... And my family, we used to go to the Smoky Mountains. And, of course, when my kids were younger, that's what we did as well. We'd go to the Smokies in October and catch the changing of the leaves. But, uh, but you know, the further south you get, the later it happens. And as I mentioned, I was up at my place in the Delta. And, you know, there's still still some yellow and orange out there. You know, still still actually a lot of leaves on the trees. Uh, there, there was uh, I was hunting, and there was this rain shower just kind of rogue rain shower that came through and i looked above me and there were all these leaves that were actually shielding me from from the rain for the most part but um 
you know, in December, it's amazing to say that, that December we're still facing that. But it is a beautiful time to be in coastal Mississippi, isn't it? Yes, sir. Absolutely. So what were you thinking as I was sharing sort of this, you know, these di- different quotes and the photo of what I observed this morning on Biloxi's Back Bay? What were you thinking? Well, I liked how a lot of the um, the quotes of, of poets and of uh, philosophers that I studied in college um, you know, your uh, Ralph Emerson, your uh, Nietzsche, your Camus, a lot of those uh, individuals, we went over readings and it's more of the, the whole idea of a prologue style that you were given. And I really like that about the, about your show. And I, I really think that that's something that we need to bring back. Uh, we, you know, we need to start having a lot of shows where we reflect on, uh, you know, what's the, the, the time of the year, the, uh, the, uh, the essence of, of humanity more than anything else. So I love the way you said that, you know, I th- what, what I believe having come from media and I, I'll, I'll do diversions from time to time, like my conversation with Pulitzer prize winning writer, um, um, uh, Asher that I had on just in the last few days. Um, you know, the thing about it is that there's so much noise out there. There's no, I, I don't want to be part of that noise. I don't want Coastview to be part of the noise. I, I want to to be, if anything, for Coastview to sort of be a diversion from the noise and to be able to give a positive message. I want people to, to get a positive message while at the same time, looking deep inside some of the leaders that are that are making a difference in coastal Mississippi and um, and learning from them. I mean, learning from their own stories of success, learning from their commitment to the community, learning from their the way they went about setting goals in their lives and and how they you know proceeded. There, there's a lot to get from this. And not long ago, I actually I went back and looked at something I wrote when I was trying to decide if I wanted to actually start Kosu. And I wrote these series of, if I'm if I'm successful, this is what I will have done. And uh, you know, I listed several things. And after I read that, I thought to myself, I, I think I've I think I've at least begun to scratch the surface on a lot of those goals. And uh, the feedback that I'm getting, you know, I looked this morning. I did a post just recently, and over twelve thousand people on just Facebook engaged with it. And that's telling me people are paying more attention to to what we're doing. And I've never really wanted this show to be about me. I want it to be about my guests. I want it to be about learning from them and letting me sort of use my experience and wisdom to, to lead a conversation that takes us to a place where people can say of my guests, wow, they're making a difference. I want to do more like what they do. And that's, that's kind of the goal of the show. And, um, you know, I, I read a lot, so I, I do share, you know, things like quotes, for example, uh, pretty regularly because I think it, it's, you know, people they want a dose of positiveness, and uh, I hope that that you know that Coastview is at least partially accomplishing that goal. Well, and Ricky, I'll tell you, and I know this is going to be kind of a crazy analogy that I'm making to you. Um, and I, you know, of course, you know, we, you and I both would have to, to go a lot of different steps to be at this level. But, you know, when I listen to Dan Patrick in the morning, he's very similar in the way he presents something first on his sports talk radio show and he brings on guests. And it's never about, 
you know, him, but he always, the, the, his whole ability to bring the guests on the show, it becomes about him because it becomes about where, you know, all the other media, oh, well, on Dan Patrick's show, this happened and yada, yada, even though it's not necessarily, he doesn't try to make it about himself either. So, yeah. Yeah. I hope here's what I do. This is, this is what I remember so well, Hunter. Then when I retired in 2016 and was, you know, I was ready to be retired. (laughs) When I I gave a two-year notice and took two years and six months to pull it off. But the reality is when I left, I was ready to take a deep breath. And um, so for literally four years, I just kind of enjoyed life, enjoyed my grandkids and Led a pretty simple life, to be quite honest with you. And I needed to, you know, really focused on my health. I've always been focused on my health, but, you know, coming out of a very stressful world, I really focused on my health. I knew. And when I started to do this show, it reminded me, first of all, what I had learned as a publisher and as, you know, being in the media business for so long and the work that we did after Katrina and working with Haley Barber to, on the recovery effort and all, all the things that we've been, a, we've been a part of in my career. I forgot how much I enjoyed connecting, you know, and what, what is, what's interesting is we all have that information. We all have that wisdom and experience sort of stored away somewhere. It's just after I retired, I kind of set all the file names aside and said, I don't want to remember any of that. And then when I started to do the show, it started to come back again and the recall was back again and it was there again. And I'm able to pull from all that experience in my conversations and it has really made a, it's really, I feel like it's made a difference and it's helped me guide the conversations in places that, you know, the average sort of radio guy might not be able to do that. And, um, and I hope, I hope that it's making a difference. I really do. Kyle, we getting to the end of this segment. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Um, when we come back, we'll, we'll uh, continue our conversation with Hunter Dawkins. I want to see what's in the news in his world. We'll talk about the saints, but I really want to zero in on shop local for a second. We'll see you after this. on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Hunter Dawkins, who's the uh, publisher and CEO of the uh, Gazebo Gazette, uh, located in Pasco Sham, but he covers news from all across the coast of Mississippi. And, uh, you know, I was thinking that when you think about autumn and how special autumn is, you know, you, you can't help but think about uh, pumpkins. I just think, you know, kind of a pumpkin's part of the autumn, you know, vision that we have. And so that's why I, that one quote from Henry David Thoreau that said, I would rather sit on a pumpkin and have it all to myself. Then be be crowded on a velvet cushion. <laughs> I just think that's what a what a thoughtful quote that is. That's and I I, t- I tend to agree with him. This is a great time to go sit on the pumpkin somewhere by yourself and reflect yep. about why coastal Mississippi is so special. Hey, listen, uh, you heard what I said about shopping local. Man, I can't emphasize that enough. That that this whole notion, people live in a new world, and and Amazon and other. 
uh, online sites make it really easy to order online, and people are going to do that. That's for sure. But if they'll just hold back some of that money mm-hmm. and buy those special gifts locally, they'll be glad they did, and they will be making a tremendous impact on local custom, local uh, merchants, won't they? Yes, sir. Well, it's funny that you brought up Thoreau's statement about pumpkins. As you know, Trinity Episcopal, right on the beach there in Pascrishan, they sell pumpkins all the way there, even selling them. They were selling them until after Thanksgiving. Um, it's obviously it's a local business and things like that that you can take into uh, to account. But uh there's nothing but but just great shop local businesses and a lot of the municipals uh, individuals the mayors in both cities and really in all three cities have really promoted the uh, the shop local and especially after Saturday this this makes it uh, a really big deal down here on the coast and I know you've been a part of promoting that as well. Hey listen what's interesting though is that I, I said 80 percent of every dollar, that you spend stays local. And so not only does it help make the economy keep moving. In fact, I said this many times that we have the Ingles and Chevrons and Stennis and all and, and all the, the stuff that happens in between with hospitality, et cetera. But it's small business is the is really the engine that drives our economy the, the bring those dollars back into the into the community that's really important obviously you're helping a merchant survive and even thrive that's really important those merchants are the ones who often are the sponsors of soccer teams and softball teams and they they're the ones who help in local community efforts like with the homeless etc i I'll, I'll say too that that they those merchants are advertisers for of yours at the Zeba Gazette and for Super Talk Mississippi Media, they advertise for us. So the, it, it helps the economy move and it just multiplies when you spend the money locally. I can't say that enough, can I? No, you really can't. And uh, one perfect example is in Long Beach on Jeff Davis. You have some corporate uh, merchants, and but then you also have four or five, six locals that just you know, come every single time, get a ton of business from uh, this, especially this time of year, more than anything else. And it's just something that the communities have really gotten behind. Past Christian has really promoted this local business avenue, especially uh, on Christmas in the past this weekend. One of the the largest events. You know, I remember Ricky back in the day when I went to Christmas in the past when I was a little kid. There, it wasn't that small, but there was not as many businesses coming out, you know, business owners. They used to have little hors d'oeuvres and things as such, but now you can't even really have that because there are so many people going back and forth, and there are vendors to add on with the local businesses and shops. So, You know, you think about Pastor Jan, man, what a resilient place, you know, wiped out by Hurricane Camille. Wiped out again by Hurricane Katrina. The, the 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 very idea of Gazebo Gazette rose out of this incredible effort by citizens to bring that community back, and um, and then you have all those more resilient merchants and new ones coming to bear. You know, my wife and I will will come there for lunch um, at least once or twice a year, just so we can get a sense of it all. We'll get some olive oil, incidentally, while we're there. That's right. <laughs> 
the Olive Store is great. Down there. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's um, it's just it's got such a great feel to it downtown, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, sir. It uh, it's really come to to a good. Uh, a good place to really just to hang out, even if you don't want to eat. You want to just hang out. You want to grab a drink. You want to uh, have a daiquiri. You want to just really be involved in the community. You can go shopping. You can uh, look for books. You can look for jewelry. You can look for, you know, if you need something uh, at your house, you go to Ace Hardware downtown. I mean, it's everything's available. And I think that's something that. That the city has really done a great job um, building it back. And then you think about the the harbor and its uh, resurgence. Sure. And um, of course, Shaggy's is down there in the Shaggy Charter docks, and what that means to visitors and, and even even residents who go out and and catch some redfish and specks and come back to the docks and have it have it cooked and. Get to enjoy that experience, and maybe while the husband and the sons are out fishing, the wives are out walking around downtown. Sure, that's what makes coast of Mississippi so special. That you can replicate that over and over again through, throughout the cities of coast of Mississippi, and um, you know it's just it's special, isn't it? Of course it is, and uh, you know that that is something that that puts a unique spot over anybody else, especially as you were talking about the, the shaggy portion of the harbor. You know, Rimmer Covington Jr. and I went to high school together and he's done a great job of building and promoting that that portion of Shaggy's on the dock. But even then you go a little west of there in that parking lot, sea level, which is owned by the Barretts, uh, it's a one of the best you know, you get the sunset. Really the only place in uh the Mississippi Gulf Coast where you can see the sunset and it's uh it's amazing just being in this environment down here and being able to, to go through and experience all those different things. So um, I had Remmer Covington and Ronnie Daniels, Remmer, yeah. uh, who owns Shaggy, and Ronnie Daniels, who is a charter boat captain. They're the ones who sort of collaborated this idea around the charter docks. And anyway, it's just it's cool hearing sort of the, the, the uh, evolution of both of their careers and sure. then how they ultimately came to know each other and how Remmer, because of his experience as a fisherman off uh, the mouth of the Mississippi River and uh, the partners that he developed along the way, how he thought learned, and of course the oil spill and what that did to change sure. his sort of outlook on things. He was very innovative and, 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 and came to, to be a big thinker. Sure. And so that when he and Ronnie came together, he took this idea that Ronnie had and took it to a whole new level. But um, it's just cool to see those kind of things. I mean, we see this all over and over again all across coast of Mississippi. Well, and it helped, Ricky, that, uh, that Commissioner Daniels has always called Ronnie Commissioner Daniels because he's, uh, he's the head of the advisory committee, uh, what used to be MDMR, but they, of course, the legislature changed it to an advisory role. But he still has quite a bit of following, uh, not only in the coast, but throughout the state and throughout the southeast. And those two collaborating, getting together, it really, uh, it really helps build not only Pascrishan, but the coast. And they've really brought in a lot more for the seafood market, as there are only really two seafood markets in, in Harrison County. And pretty much on the coast of the Pascoe and Biloxi. So yeah, 
So so interesting. Hey, incidentally, my wife Ann and I, uh, Anna's from Biloxi. She's a Bahanovich. We were engaged at the Blue Rose. There you in Pascrishan. Yeah. Blue Rose. It's making they're coming back with a, a brunch every week weekend yeah. now Sunday. So I love to see that. It's been through so many iterations over the years. And there's some ghosts in there still too. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, there you go, there you go. But it will always have a p- special place in Anne in my heart. That is for sure. One of the smartest things I ever did in my life was to ask Anne Bahanovich to marry me. And uh, I look back on it, and gosh, what a great, what a great relationship. What a wonderful wife, and what a great family she helped me help me uh, make. So that's I, I would say my proudest accomplishment is my marriage and my family. So there's no, you know, there's there's no no third, uh, not even close to to those two things. That is for sure. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to talk about the Saints coming up here in just a second, but. Uh, before we before we shift gears, make one one final sort of push on your take on why it's important for people to shop local. Well, and and I don't I don't know how to cut it short, but it's not so much about the money and the taxes that you're saving and this this that and everything else. It's more about you're going to get a relationship when you go. And we're such a society nowadays that we're kind of not pretty much we're following things on Amazon, following things on social media. What whatever happened to developing relationships with people and going in seeing that that's really what's the most helpful thing in my mind is people, kids, adults, and things as such. Going in and building relationships with the people. You know, and by the way, John Ray from Gulf Coast Furniture and Office Supply, uh, when he joined me, he and Jamie Bates joined me to talk about their homeless community efforts. When the topic of Amazon came up, he said, you know, initially Amazon was better pricing, et cetera. But over the years, they've layered so many fees on top of it that they're that they're not as competitive as they used to be. And so John says, you know, and this is true of any merchant, before you just decide that the better pricing is at Amazon, you need to check with local merchants. Oftentimes they can beat those Amazon prices. They're not as cheap as like they used to be, and I think that's a really important point. Hey, for the final segment, Hunter Dawkins and I are going to whine a little bit (laughs) about about this tragic saint season. We'll see you after this. Listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm my friend Hunter Dawkins, who's the CEO and the publisher of the Gazebo Gazette. And uh, they're they're located in Pascrishan, but they do work way beyond Pascrishan. And I think no one is you know uh, no no one is better suited to talk about the power of local merchants than than Hunter because his lifeblood as for his newspaper is uh, is local merchants. And we're going to shift gears now. And I mentioned before we went to break that we're going to whine a little bit about the Saints, but for this team to have entered into this season. 
with so high an expectation. For example, this may be the best defense the Saints have ever had. You know, um, Jameis Winston is going to have a great year because he's not going to do make big mistakes. He's going to just focus on managing the offense. And we've got so much. You know, Michael Thomas was coming back. We've uh, we've begun to really figure out where the roles are going to be. We're going to have the best defense and the and excuse me, the best defensive line in the entire NFL. Our our offensive line is going to continue to be the best it, it it can be. And on and on and on. Boy, we entered this season with so many high expectations, and we can't say that it was uh, that it was uh, injuries. Even though we got a bunch of them, every every team has to deal with injuries, but. You know, this. I, I went into this game with Tampa Bay thinking that, man, they could actually turn the corner because here's a chance to actually beat beat a team that only had five wins, and then really start to make a run at, at winning our division. And they make once again Tom Brady look like a genius at the end of the game with three minutes left in the game. It was so incredibly difficult to watch. What's your read on it, buddy? Well, look, there's a whole lot I can break down in, into it, but as we talked about in the past, it's the culture. Um, it's the whole idea, as even as you spoke about the management experience, the you know the the ability for us to just kind of be able to to put our back on our defense and this that and the other. Um, we Sean Payton never did that. He he presented. Now I'm not trying to use Sean Payton as the only guy, but I'm using that as an example. Coming in and changing the whole idea and format. You know, God bless. I love Jim Moore. He's a great guy, but he was that guy. He he helped build that management culture that will put our back on our defense and then. As long as we don't turn the ball over or this, that, or the other. Well, Sean came in and said, "No, we're going to throw the ball down the field. We're going to make some. We're going to take some chances." And it, it, it behooves me to be able to put, you know, Dennis Allen in the same situation is, but it's that format right now. Last night. We don't go for fourth and one. That is so much of a Mora play right there. And I mean, and that cost us because people, you think about it, Ricky, you're like, well, three minutes, geez. We get, no, that happened because we didn't go for it. Not because we didn't get it. It wouldn't have mattered if we got it or not. The fact that we didn't even try, we didn't even take that, you know, ability to go with. But Hunter, what's worse? What's worse about that? And just a good point you're making is that in the third down play, they threw the ball. Yep. They threw the ball, so they got an incompletion. It stopped the clock. Yep. So we had we had those downs, and we didn't run any any time off the clock. So we gave it back to 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 you know the the guy who ha- has the ability to to eat us alive with plenty of time left on the clock. And and he's had he's not only is he won seven Super Bowls. He's been to 10. He's played in 15 AFC, NFC championship games. You don't want, you know, it's <laughs> it's one of the things that I learned when I went back to start coaching after I played. It was that whole idea of, you know, don't 
do don't coach kids to do things just to to you know okay a reactionary you want them to be a pre-actionary you want them to be able to make plays and to prepare plays to where they're automatically going to assume hey fourth down and one we're going for it in our mindset we are going to get this we're we're going to react to it after we already do the, yeah yeah i think what the, hunter i think what that speaks to you know you're talking about culture <laughs> and culture is decided by the head coach what that speaks to is that throughout this entire year I never felt like the Saints' personality emerged. What was what did they stand for? What what were the Saints all about? They were constantly changing. There were these moments where you thought, "Wow, yeah, I like that. I like what they're doing with Taysom sure. Hill, etc." Sure. But then uh, then they would fall back again. And I don't think that a real Saints personality within the guise of a new head coach who has a defensive mind and not an offensive mind. And we have an, we have an offensive coordinator who didn't even want to be the offensive coordinator. Sure. So, you know, he was always subservient to Sean Payton, who was, who was ultimately the call player most of the time. It's, um, it's not a good place. And I think the, the, the management of the, of the Saints are going to have some tough decisions to make. Of course, Ricky, and the fact is, um, you know, the, the very first I might have told you this a, a few weeks weeks ago, but um, the very first interview I had with Dennis, I, I said, okay, you know, you guys focused on this during the first preseason game. Why is it that you did that? Well, Hunter, it's it's the process. We just have to go through the process. The process is. You know, you're seeing this, oh, we're just going through the process. We're just going, well, you know, the process, Ricky, is we've lost six or seven games by less than a touchdown. And yeah. of this year, the only game we got beat by more than 10 points was against Baltimore on uh, Monday night. That And that's, we're four and nine. <laughs> I mean, I know. You know, it, where where was the, the the process not working at that point? You know. Yeah, it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of soul searching. It reminds me of the old days when the Saints were not winning very often, and uh, Cal made a quick adjustment for us. So how how are we doing on time, Cal? We're good. About thirty seconds. Okay, very good. I appreciate. It. See, there's Kyle. He's got our back. But Hunter, it's been great to catch up with you, my friend. It'll be interesting to continue the conversations about the Saints. And uh, next time we visit, we'll talk a little bit more about the news of uh, the small towns of coastal Mississippi that you're so so sort of clued into. But it's been a pleasure. I hope you feel better, Ricky, Kyle. Thank y'all very much. I always appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank y'all. It's been a pleasure. You bet. So have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.